we have to remember that, yo. There's certain things you got to understand that we are waiting for God to do it. We are waiting for the Lord to do it. It's some stuff we got to do ourselves, y'all. It's some stuff we got to do ourselves. Some stuff we have to put our hands to work on. When we are talking about, we talked about it, excuse me, I think it was on Wellness Wednesday. Good morning, Robert. We was talking about it on Wellness Wednesday. Excuse me. Talking about burdens and uh, carrying heavy loads and heavy weights. And we, you know, we want other people or we feel that other people have to be responsible for removing the weights out of our lives. For lifting the, the burdens that are resting upon our shoulders. When that's not the case. There are some things you got to do yourself. There are some things you got to, again, put your hand to the plow and work yourself. Things, everything is not just going to miraculously happen for you. Everything in your life just is not going to magically disappear or occur. We talked about this again earlier this week. Yes, you got to have faith. Yes, you got to have a belief in God. Yes, God can do anything and everything. Good morning, Maurice. Good morning, Charlie Mack. Good morning, Chantel, the other Chantel. Good morning, Tammy. But in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, this writer leaves us with a very, very strong word. A very direct word. Um, and it's something that we oftentimes forget. And I want to remind us this morning, Miss Tammy. Says, as for us, we have this large crowd of witnesses around us. So then, let us, or we must get rid of ourselves, rid ourselves of everything. That gets in the way and of the sin which holds on to us so tightly. That's something that we have to do. King James Version, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that get in our way. Good morning, Evangelist Holmes, Sean Holmes. We have to lay aside every weight. We have to get rid of. Some things we bring upon ourselves, some weights, we talked about this before, We have unnecessary weights, carrying unnecessary weights. These are things that we have brought, uh, we have brought on ourselves. We have picked up. And the only way, listen, now I I exercise and I lift weights and, you know, I've gone through the process of trying to lose weight. As a matter of fact, I'm in that phase of my life right now where I'm trying to lose weight. But guess what? It doesn't matter how many gallons of ISO tea you drink, how many NRG pills, how many weight loss pills, even if you have weight loss surgery, whether it's gastric bypass surgery or you have the gastric sleeve put in, you have to put in some work. You can't expect to lose weight, and I'm speaking theoretically here, as well as uh, uh using some analogy to help you better understand. You just can't sit in a chair 
and say, ooh, I want to lose weight. Even if you stop eating, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to lose weight. You have to do something. You have to put in some work. And I know I just broke down, just hurt all your little feelings because you've been wanting to lose weight, but you don't want to go to the gym. You ain't been motivated to go to the gym. You haven't been motivated to go walking. You ain't done nothing. But you cannot expect to lose weight if you're not putting in some type of work, some type of effort. So when we want weights, uh, emotional weights, spiritual weights, psychological weights, when we want these weights to be removed, let me tell you how it happens. You yourself, good morning, Sinead, you yourself have to lay aside the weight. You have to make some effort. You have to do something. It has to be personal. If it's weighing you down so bad, if it's making you feel so bad, if it's hurting you so bad, if it's causing you to have so many sleepless nights, if you don't have no peace about your life, then there are some things that you have to do in order to lose that weight. Praying alone is not going to fix it. Praying alone ain't going to fix it. Crying alone ain't going to fix it. Writing about it, posting about it ain't going to fix it. Good morning, Veronica. You got to put some work in, saints. Friends, we got to put some work in. If we want things to remove, be removed from our lives, we want to lose the weight. You got to hit Planet Fitness. You got to hit the Y. You got to hit the track. You got to put on, you got to do some HIIT training, some high interval training, some circuit training. You got to eat right. You got to eat healthy. You got to watch what you take in. That's, again, all of these things work together. Watch what you eat. Watch what you let into you. Watch what you let go in your ears. What what you allow people to speak. What you allow yourself to hear. Good morning, Veronica. Good morning, Dwayne. Good morning, Mary. It Everything worked together. Good morning, Mary Kaiser. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning, Felicia. Again. We got to make sure we, we're, we're putting in the work if we want to lose the weight. And guess what? If you want to keep it off, if you want to keep off the weight, that means you got to keep doing some form of work. Some form of work. Good morning, Brittany. So you just can't lose the weight and then go back to your old routine and still trying to figure out, okay, it worked for a while. I was peaceful for a while. I was able to sleep. I was able to rest. I was good. I had joy. I was motivated. I was encouraged. And then you get to the point where you go back to your old habits, your old way of, well, I'm not going to do anything. I done lost it. But you got to you gotta put in the work in order to keep that weight off. Good morning, people. Good morning, Brittany. Good morning. Uh, good morning, son. Good morning, Elle. You got to put in some work. You got to work it if you want to keep the weight off. The reason that's how we have roller coaster mentalities. That's why we be up today and down tomorrow is because we'll do the work for a minute. We'll do the work for a quick second. We'll do the work to get some results. We'll do the work to look good for a little bit, to fit in some clothes that we have. We can fit in it for a little bit. But when you want to be sustainable, when you want your weight loss to be sustainable, you watch what you eat. You watch what you hear. You watch who you be around. You watch what battles you pick on and take on, and you got to weigh it out. Okay, is this my battle to fight? 
Is this my war that I should be involved in? Lay aside every weight and the sin that easily set us back, hold us down, keep us from moving forward. Don't let it hold you down, people. Don't let it hold you down. All that believing and ain't doing nothing. All that praying and ain't nothing happening. It ain't on God, it's on you. You don't need a miracle. Oh my Jesus. What you what you're praying for don't need a miracle. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Miss Pat. I realize some of the stuff I was praying for didn't need a miracle. Just need me to open my mind, need me to go to work. Need me to put in the work, put my feet on the floor, get to moving. Now, sometimes what we do pray for, it need a miracle. But a lot of stuff, listen here, a lot of st- a lot of a lot of things that we pray for don't need a miracle. Don't take a miracle. No, just get up and go do it. Go to the gym. Go to the track. Get you a five-pound weight. Don't have to be much. Just do something. Good morning, Phil. Anyway, so that's that's just what I wanted to say. I wanted to get off my chest this morning to help encourage us. It's a lot of things we worried about why it's not happening. It's because we're not doing anything for it to happen. We gotta put we gotta put in some work. We gotta make the moves. Good morning, Ebony. Good morning, Cynthia. We gotta make some moves. Again, y'all have been quoting it all all along this feed. Faith without works is dead. Right. Gotta put in work. You wanna lose weight, you gotta put in the work. Don't take a miracle. Does not take a miracle. Stop praying for a miracle. Get out the bed. Get out your chair. Get off your seat or do nothing. Put in some work. Anyway, so again, I, I wanted to encourage that. I had to get that part out. Good morning. Good morning, Cynthia Smith. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, good morning, cuz. Listen. Yesterday, we got so caught up in uh, the message yesterday, we did not get to Proverbs 30. So let's go ahead and get to Proverbs 30. All right, we said we're going to deal with Proverbs 30, verse 7 through 9. Proverbs 30, 7 through 9. Listen. Listen, this, this Proverbs, actually, this particular chapter is not written by Solomon, King Solomon. This is actually written by a guy named Agur, who is the son of Jaki. Anyway, I think it's important for us to note that if we look at verse five, uh, verse one through verse six, this, this fella here is struggling. Listen, he is struggling. He, he is going through a phase, whether he knows better or not, I don't know. But I do know he says this, God is not with me. God is not with me. I'm helpless. I'm more like an animal than a human being. We don't have no sense. I, he said, I've never learned any wisdom. I know nothing at all about God. So I don't know nothing about God. Then he goes in through these questions that he's trying to figure out. But I thought what was key, though, is in the beginning, he said, God is not with me. God is not with me. This is verse one, and I am helpless. Then, excuse me, he says in verse number three, I have never learned any wisdom, and I know nothing at all about God. Listen to what he says. God is not with me. I'm helpless. I know nothing about God. Never learned any wisdom. But when we go down in verse number five, this is what this person says. A person listens, says that he's never learned anything about God. He, uh, God is not with him. He feels help, helpless. Good morning, Keith. In verse 5, he says, God keeps every promise he makes. 
He is like a shield for all who seek his protection. Wait a minute now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is somebody who doesn't know anything about God, doesn't feel like God is with them. But yet in verse 5, he doesn't know nothing. He is not knowledgeable at all about God. But he has enough sense, help me Lord, to know in verse 5 that God keeps every promise that he makes. I want to encourage somebody. I don't know if you just been in a place where you've been angry at God. You've been mad at God. You felt like God has not been with you. That you've been, uh, that you've been isolated from God. That he doesn't care. That he's not concerned. I want to encourage you. Just like Agur said, God keeps every promise that he makes. Woo, Lord have mercy. That should be enough right there for us really to clock out and go home to know that God, for somebody who doesn't know about God to be able to say, God keeps every promise that he makes. That's enough for me. Remember, I talked about this early in the week. I said it. I, I was, I was firm with it. I said, listen, I am I am excited about what God is going to do. Every promise being manifested in the process of being manifested already came to pass. I want to encourage you today. Listen, this is the morning shift. I want to encourage you that God keeps every promise that he makes. He doesn't make promises that he doesn't keep. He is not like man. He does not lie. If he said it, baby, it's going to happen. Yes, there may be some delays in the middle. Yes, there may be some trouble in the process. Yes, there may be some suffering as you go along. Yes, you may get disappointed. Yes, you may get frustrated, but you have to believe it in your heart. Good morning, dear Antoine. You got to believe it in your heart and know that if he keeps every promise, it's some stuff that is that's on the way to me. It is some stuff that's on the way to me. Anyway, so I wanted to give you that background before we got into verse number seven through nine. Uh, it did, listen, the word I looked it up. The word Agyar means brave, one who is brave in the pursuit of wisdom. One who is brave in the pursuit of wisdom. So he's saying, I don't know nothing. I don't know. I don't know everything. I can't figure out how a man cannot catch the wind in his hands. I can't figure out how we can't hold water in a washcloth. But what I do know is because I am accurate, meaning I'm brave in my pursuit of wisdom. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God keeps his promises. He keeps his promises. Come hell or high water, his promises are kept. No matter what I have to go through, no matter how difficult he puts me through this process, it is going to happen. He keeps his promises. Good morning, Shatoya. Then in verse 7, <clears throat> I ask you, God, listen, this is good, to let me have two things before I die. Who, Lord, have mercy. Help me, Jesus. Help me to stay excited about what is to come. Help me to stay excited about what is to come. I want us to be encouraged. Help me, help us, Lord, to stay excited about what is to come. It may have not happened yet. It may be waiting on me to do something, 
but help me to stay excited about what still has not happened. I've received a lot. I've been graced with a lot. I've been blessed with a lot, but help me to stay excited about what is to come. Listen, so here he says in verse number seven, I ask you, God, let me have two things before I die. This got good to me. Let me have two things before I die. I want, if you've read this already, you know it's not a car, it's not a man, it's not a woman, it's not a mansion on the hill, it's, it's, it's not a bunch of friends, it's, it's not, uh, he said, I want two things before I die. The first thing is, Lord, help me, Jesus, keep me from lying. That's the first thing. Out of all the things that this man can ask for, he said, Lord, please keep me from lying. I don't want to be a liar. All he's saying, keep me honest. Let me do the right things. Let me uh, display good character. Let me display good integrity. I don't want to be a liar because when you lie, you're a liar, you want to hang around people who tell lies. You, you're, you're, you have, the Bible calls us, itching ears. Let me, I want to make sure that before I die, before I die, I don't want a Maserati. Before I die, I don't want a Rolls Royce. Before I die, I don't want a Benz. Before I die, I don't want a Lincoln. Before I die, I don't want the new Audi, the new Mercedes. I help keep me from lying. Point blank, period. Number one. No, keep me from lying. When, 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 when was the last time we prayed, Lord, keep me honest today. Keep me honest today. That's major. Keep me from lying. Mm. Keep me from lying. That's number one. Good morning, Miss Donna. Good morning, Luana. Good morning, Derek. Keep me from lying. I don't want, I want to be honest. I want to go through my day. I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to lie about anything. I don't want to have to be dishonest. I don't want to show a lapse in integrity. Keep me from lying. Good morning, Anderson. Good morning, Miss Jenny. Keep me from lying. No matter how tight of a spot I get in, let me be honest. No matter how tough, how hot the fire gets, Keep me honest. Mm. Lord help us all. Number two. Let me find, let me get back to it. It is. Number one, keep me from lying. Number two, neither let me be rich nor poor. I'm good with being in the middle. I'm good with being in the middle. Being in the middle. I don't want to be rich or poor. Good morning, Miracle. Good morning, Miss Linda. Listen, this, this is a man, again, who says, I don't know nothing about this God y'all talking about. Keep me from lying. One, two things I want to have before I die. Keep me from lying. And two, don't let me be either rich or poor. Listen, we talked about this the other day. So give me only as much food as I need. Oh, my Jesus. Give us this day. Lord, give me today what I need. I don't want to have to worry about tomorrow, but just sustain me through the day. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Miss Linda. Good morning, Melanie. I'm good with being in the middle. I don't, don't let me be rich.
Don't let me be poor. Good morning, Rebecca. I don't don't let me be rich. And don't let me be poor. I'm good with being in the middle class. Give me only as much food as I need. That's how we get overweight. That's how we get overzealous. That how, that's how we get overconfident. You know, just put on my plate what I'm going to eat. I don't want to waste. Think about when we go out to eat. Especially the all we can eat buffets. We go there and we put all everything on our plate. Knowing we ain't gonna eat all of it. Says I don't wanna be rich or poor. I'm just good with being in the middle. Keep me balanced. Give me what I need. Once we learn to be satisfied with what we need. Then we can have what we want. He said, I don't want, he keep me from lying, one. And then two, let me neither be rich nor poor. When, whenever we can choose how much we want, listen, whenever we choose how much we want, when we go to these buffet styles, restaurants, we waste. Lord, don't give me enough of anything that I get comfortable with wasting it. Oh my God. Don't let me get comfortable. Don't let me get enough of anything to be comfortable with wasting it. Come on. Oh Lord. Lord. Oh Lord Jesus. Lord. Yeah, when we when, when, when we when we can choose what we want. We just go in those restaurants, you look at some people now, it ain't everybody. You look at some people, they slide over plates, got five pieces of chicken, eight, nine big old hunks of uh, big old spoons full of rice and gravy and, and big old clumps of dressing that just push to the side. Eat five or six spoons full of everything and push it to the side. Whenever we get what we want and how much we want, we can get comfortable with wasting it. I don't want to ever in my life, help me Lord, have enough of anything that I get comfortable wasting it. That's real good. Good morning, Ramada. That's real good. Lord, don't, uh, don't give me, uh, don't, uh, don't anoint me so much in excess that I get comfortable with wasting it. I don't ever want to get to the point in my life where I'm comfortable with wasting. Drink all that tea. Eat all that rice. Eat all that chicken. You put it on your plate, eat it all. That's why he says, I don't, I don't either, I don't neither want to be rich, nor do I want to be poor, but I, I want to be, I'm in the, I'm content with being in the middle. I'm okay with being in the middle. So give me only as much food as I need. Lord, give me all that I need. Give me all that will sustain me. Enough to sustain me. I, again. That thing stuck with me right there. Don't give me enough to where I get comfortable with wasting what you give me. Don't let me waste my wisdom. Don't let me waste my knowledge. Don't let me waste my time. Whoo, Lord. Listen, when people start feeling, when you start feeling people are just comfortable with wasting your time, you got to say, listen here, I, I don't have enough time in the day. I don't have enough time in my life to be wasting it. I don't have time to be wasting anything. When you realize you may not have this amount.
out tomorrow you learn not to waste. Good morning, Marie. I don't want enough of nothing where I get comfortable wasting it. I don't want to waste my love. I don't want to waste my time. Definitely can't waste my joy. Definitely can't waste my gratitude. Definitely can't waste my peace. It's some stuff. Woo, my Jesus. I don't want to have so much of anything where I get comfortable with wasting it. Let's look at verse 9. Let's look at verse 9. He says this. If I have more, I might say, I don't need you. Whew. I don't ever want to get to the point. We got to all strive to never get to the point where we think we got enough of anything that we say out of our minds or think in our hearts or believe in our hearts that we don't need God. He said, if I have more, I might say, I don't need you. I, I don't want to ever get to the point where I think I'm too good, that I have arrived, that I have reached some level of success, reached some level of prosperity to open my mouth or to think that I do not need God. I don't want that much where I don't think I, I got to have him. I don't want to have anything whether it's a job, money, time, uh, love, nothing. I don't want anything where I feel that I don't need God. I don't want to have that many friends. I don't want to have that many associates where I get to the point and say, I don't need God. I can settle with what I have. I'm good with what I have. No, he said, I rather don't let me be rich and don't let me be poor. Because if you let me be rich, I might think I don't need God. I might think I don't need to pray. I might think I don't need to fast. I might not think that I need to treat people right. Lord, I want to make sure that I don't get, I don't want to be on that end of the spectrum. I don't need God. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good to know I'm not. I want to, I want to, I want to be dependent on him no matter where I go or what I do. Then he says, if I'm rich, I might say, I don't need you. If I'm poor, I might steal and bring disgrace on you. If I'm rich, I might think I'm already, I might think I'm more than what I got. Think I'm more than who I am. But if I'm poor, then I'll resort to stealing. I'll resort to dishonesty. And we talked about this earlier this week, to live responsibly because we don't want to bring shame to, excuse me, to our God. If I'm poor, I might steal and bring disgrace on my God. So he said, I'd rather be in the middle. I'm content with being in the middle. I'm content with being comfortable. I'm, I'm, like, I'm content with being like right there in the middle. Like I got just, I got enough to do what I got to do and not think that I'm above God. I'm above needing him. That I'm above having him in my life. You know, some folks uh, believe God until they get enough, until they get a lot. And now instead of dedicating some time in worship with God and assembling ourselves in our local church, well, I ain't got to go to church, you know, just want to do whatever they want. I don't want to get to the point where I don't think I need God now. I don't think I need him or his people. Never want to get to that point. So here this man who says he knows nothing about God, yet his name means one who is brave in the pursuit of wisdom. It's a wise person that can say, I don't want to be rich nor poor. Keep me from lying. 
Help me to always be honest. Walk in integrity. Have a good name. As the Bible says, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Keep me from lying. Keep me from being rich or poor. If I have more, then I may not need you. If I have more, I may not need you. And if I have less, then I might steal and bring disgrace on you. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, Miss Sandy. Good morning, Miss Willow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't want to get so, I'm telling you, that thing that stuck with me. You hear me? I do not want to get so comfortable. I don't want to get anything. Well, that's it. I don't want to get anything. I don't want to obtain anything that will have me comfortable with wasting. I don't want to be comfortable with wasting anything. So Proverbs 30 verse 79, this young man says, young man, old man, whoever he is, he says, Dear God, let me have two things before I die. One, keep me from lying. Just just two things. He just wants two things before he die. Keep me from lying and let me be neither rich nor poor. Give me only as much food as I need. If I have more, I might say that I do not need you. But if I am poor, I might steal and bring disgrace on my God.